0: you'll meet our partners, you'll meet our friends, and you'll quickly discover how you can improve your life. So listen in and enjoy the show. Okay, welcome back to today's show. I'm really excited today. I've got a long-term customer of mine that I've seen grow and develop, and to date, mixed between wholesaling and flipping, Manny Cabral has turned over 30-plus properties, which is quite impressive. So welcome to the show, Manny. Thank you, Scott. happy to be here. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So, how did it start? Did you have this idea of flipping houses when you were younger, or is this like where did it start when you were little? No, it,
1: I, it didn't start when I was little, that's for sure. Growing up, the last thing in my mind was flipping properties or being in the construction industry, but my father was a carpenter and in the construction industry, but that's not really where it came from. I guess it just grew over the years. But as I got into my later teenage years, I did get interested. In construction, it really was really something that grew on me. I ended up going to George Brown College and took all kinds of courses with blueprint reading and drawing and drafting and all that stuff and ended up working for a construction company at a very young age. Served my apprenticeship there, my carpentry apprenticeship, moved on a little bit up there and became a foreman in some of the and eventually met my business partner who was twice mage at the time and In about two years of working for that company, we actually started our own construction company, which was cool. We were basically doing just commercial because that's what I was experiencing at the time. We did some residential, but a lot of our stuff were were commercial projects. And we ended up starting a small company called SCI. And what we actually specialized in after a while was uh,
0: computer room
1: design and, and construction. Back then, all the big computer systems all had to be air conditioned. So we would do the raised flooring. So we'd come in and design the whole. Project. Then we did some projects for some big names like Blue Cross in Ontario, STM Systems, I think, which was part of TD back then. We did a big facility out on, I can't remember the street it was on, but out in Mississauga. So we specialized in designing and construction, constructing computer room facilities for big companies. So that's awesome. Yeah. Unfortunately, after uh, a few years, I did develop very serious back issues. I guess from doing stupid things and things probably I shouldn't have done. And had a couple of really bad discs in my back that actually put me out at home for a year where I could hardly walk. And at that point, I sold, I, I didn't sell the business. My partner bought me out. And I was at home for a while trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I wanted to get out of the construction industry for a while and get into something else. I love cars, I love sports cars, as you probably know. And yep. I've always done very well picking values and stuff on vehicles. So I ended up actually, uh, buying a couple of places that did rust proofing and pay protection and detailing for a lot of the dealerships out in, in Mississauga, actually in Aaronwood Auto Center, I probably did half of those dealerships. That so was okay. quite busy. We were running shifts sometimes 24 hours a day at cars coming in. And Again, a lot of work. It required me to be there a lot of days, sometimes Saturdays, Sundays, because it was extremely busy. And after a couple of years of doing that, I had an offer from a major GM dealership to come and work for them as a, as an assistant used car manager at the time. So I sold my detail shop and ended up working for a GM dealership as an assistant used car manager. Then I moved up to used car manager and wanted other facilities and then ended up working at classic Honda, which is the biggest, one of the biggest import stores
0: now in Canada. Yeah, and uh, I and think that's where we met, as you were there when we met. Yeah,
1: no, I think we met, so what happened at Classic Honda, I ended up getting an offer to go work at Team Honda, because I had left Classic Honda, and they found out I was leaving, so they called me up, and I went over there. I think that's where we met, was at Team Honda in Milton. Okay. So... I was there for a few years and you know what, I quite enjoyed the car business because I love cars. I did pretty well and they made me pretty well. And I, I worked with some awesome people. Team Honda was a great place to work at. Most of us are like friends over there and we still keep in touch on Facebook and stuff here and there, but it was a great, it was a great place as well. And I didn't leave there because we had anything bad going on there. I left there because my mind was already focused on moving forward with my construction industry that my son was still working on while I was working there and it got too stressful for him to do on his own. And we wanted to focus more on getting a few more properties, getting into and investing in second suites and stuff. And we were getting extremely busy. Yeah. I, I would say in Hamilton, we were probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest or busiest construction companies for doing second suite conversions. And to this day, we still get a lot of inquiries, which We actually have to change our website so that people are not wasting their time trying to get a hold of us because we don't do that anymore. Not for clients anyway. We'll do it for ourselves. Yeah. Uh, But the time came or it was time to leave and I just put in my resignation and left and we went full time in the the real estate business. and, And here we are today.
0: No, that's incredible. I know so many people dream about leaving their full time job to be real estate investors or flippers. And you've actually done it, which is incredible. You had the construction business before and you had that experience but it's really cool to see somebody do that and i'm sure it's so much more rewarding for you oh a hundred percent
1: working for the dealership was great there there's no doubt i can say we we got along well they treated me very well and it was awesome there but at some point in time you punching in a clock you're working for somebody you're not really getting ahead and i wanted to get a lot more ahead than i was I was, I was doing fine, but I didn't want to work for somebody anymore. I had the skills and the opportunity to say, I'm going to move on my own now. i got to take those golden handcuffs off. And uh, I had to concentrate 120% on real estate investing. So I made the decision to do that and I did it. And yes, I had some, ex- I had quite a bit of experience reading the c- construction industry. So obviously for myself, it was a lot easier to get into, but I wasn't that experienced in buying a ton of flips and wholesaling and all that stuff. I learned that along, along the way. And You know what, I just executed a lot of stuff that people told me I was crazy to do, Hmm. but I wasn't over analytic. I know investors today that, or want to be investors today, I guess that don't get too far because they're over analytic on anything. They don't take any type of action. They're still waiting for the market to crash. I talked to people at meetup groups five and six years ago that weren't buying anything because they're waiting for the market to crash five years ago. So you can't be over analytic and you got to be able to take action and you got to be able to take risks. As long as you can minimize your risks as much as possible. And I do that, but we've been very successful and I've tended to concentrate in a certain area and we're very successful up in here in Simcoe County. So it's gone very well, but yeah, and I wanted to have my own time. I love my job. I can't even think of retirement because I love what I do. And I think that's important, but I can do what I do a lot of times from sitting on my boat to being away for a few days somewhere. I don't have to punch a clock. If I want to take a few days off and go away with my wife, I can do that you can't really do that when you're working for an employer which is understandable And at the age i was i had the experience i'm not telling anybody to go quit the job right now and go buy you know, properties or flip them there's a lot of things you can do in investing even if you really love your job it's all about what you do with your disposable income and how you work at making that grow because you can still have a job that you love staying in it and you can still invest in real estate so not everybody has to quit their job to get into this i did because i was at the point where i wanted to focus on running their own business it's so i did it
0: yeah i know for sure and you're right and so we, we do actually have to take a quick pause but i want to pick up right where we left off and i want to dive into a bit more about the flipping so we'll be right back welcome back before the break we were just chatting about uh, how a lot of people want to quit their job but they're scared to it and they don't take action and I agree with everything you're saying. It's That's why most investors don't get started. They'll go to all these training seminars. They'll read all the stuff online. They'll do all these things, but they just don't take action. So I think that yeah, exactly. is super important is for someone to take action. Now, I am curious personally because you stated that you had a back injury from the construction, right? And then now you're doing construction again. Is that injury still there or how did you get past it? Yeah, I'm doing,
1: well, I'm not physically doing construction. I'm totally out of the business. We're running our construction business for our own projects, but I don't do any type of physical. Okay. Uh, I'm out overlooking the business, running the business, taking calls. I do seller appointments, meet with investors, set up funds, uh, those types of things. And I visit my projects as well. They pop in here, pop in there, see what's going on. But I don't do any physical construction myself.
0: Okay, good. I was just curious. Yeah, like how do you heal from that? But that makes sense. Yeah, so you're just like acting like a general contractor ultimately.
1: Yeah, on my own projects. But I've got my son acting more as that on the projects as he looks after a lot of that. I look after more of the the money stuff and dealing with investors. And uh, I work on some of my marketing. My younger son as well helps me quite a bit on marketing because he owns a, a marketing company. Okay. Uh, So he's helped me quite a bit and steered me to certain marketing things that I'm doing today is probably because he pushed me in that direction. For instance, I'm, I'm on radio every day and it was the last thing I thought of doing and it was actually his idea. And it's probably working better than anything I've done so far.
0: Yeah, it's true. I noticed with our radio show here that you're part of today is the same thing people they can hear about you from friends and family but once they start to hear about you on, on on radio or tv it's completely different
1: oh yeah i get calls every day someone wants to sell their house and it's because they heard me on the radio or you know what i've got a bunch of ads like I've, i i don't just do radio i've got radio i've got a pretty i spend quite a bit on marketing i've got radio i've got youtube ads i've got facebook ads i've got flyers that go out and sometimes someone will call me and say, Hey, I had your flyer for a while, but I didn't even remember about it until I heard you on the radio and I put two and two together. So everything works together. Yeah. So it's all about being consistent because I've been in the advertising industry before, even through the dealerships and a lot of people will say, how are you getting properties? You gotta spend this. I don't have that kind of money. You have to invest in order to get it. you can't sit back and say, I want to flip and buy all kinds of properties, but how are you going to find them on MLS? that's not going to happen so you have to have be consistent when i went in i knew it wasn't going to go crazy first month second month third month but i made a commitment from day one to say hey i'm going to go on for an entire year because i know it has to be consistent and it's working very well i've been on there for more than a year now but it works very well and it's something that i'm going to continue doing and i bump into a lot of people and say hey i heard you on the radio i wasn't sure if that was you and so on and so forth so it, it, it helps
0: it's a bit of everything Yep. So for whoever's listening today, like the radio show that we do, you can hear it through like a podcast as well. Do you have that? So if somebody could No. so
1: uh, no, so basically my radio is all ads and I'm on rock 95 every day, probably four or five times a day. It's just strictly, I run 60 minute ad campaigns. Okay. So well, that's the type of radio I'm doing. I'm not on any specific radio podcast show. There's a bunch of other stuff that I'm working on, thinking on doing and coming up with a full flipping seminar through, through YouTube and all that stuff. I just haven't done it yet. Cause we have to, it's all about timing as well. We're quite busy right now, but I, I wanted to put some time together to, to start actually doing some stuff to actually teach people and help people. Cause I enjoy sharing my knowledge. And getting people motivated and out there to do something, the better their life. Working for someone is great, but you got to know what you're going to do with that disposable income or you're going to be in the rat race for the rest of your life. And To get ahead today, especially with inflation, your money in a bank is an appreciating asset. What do they say, savers? Are-
0: yeah, and we were just discussing this before the call, right? With inflation, yeah. they're actually saying you're losing money by keeping it in the bank.
1: Oh, huge. huge. People don't understand that. I've had discussions with friends that are excited. Oh, I've saved up 50 grand. Great. So your fifty grand's being worth less every day, so hopefully you're putting a ton more every day to try to get money in the bank.
0: Let's face it: who's making money with the money
1: in the bank? It's the bank, isn't
0: it? Yeah. And yeah. The- my, my, you're right. My last episode, I discussed that with the banks. They get to lend out more money based on the deposits that they have. Yeah,
1: so. exactly. What is it? Is it like four times, or I can't remember what it was.
0: I don't remember the exact ratio, but I think it's even higher than that now.
1: Yeah. I- I heard as high as 10 times what you put in the bank. So basically if you put a hundred K in a bank, they're loaning out a million. It could even be more than that, but that's how banks make their money. You got to get your money working for you. And people are sitting on a ton of money. They don't even realize I've got lenders that they're not multi-millionaires, but you know what, they've got a ton of equity in their properties and they've gone out and taken lines of credit to loan out. and to make money on that money that's sitting there. So it's all about being creative and making your money work for you. What do they say? Make
0: your money work for you even when you're sleeping? That's right. I no, that's right. I have a question for you because a lot of people watch like HGTV shows and then they'll, mm-hmm. they'll think they're property flippers and they get into a project and it's just full of mistakes. So would you have some tips for people who are listening who might be inspired and they want to start flipping things to avoid or what to look for in a property to make sure you're not getting a bad investment? Number one, if
1: you're not experienced in construction, you should have a really good, reliable contractor that can come with you to visit the property and to give you a proper quote. I don't do that, obviously, because I'm the contractor and I can basically walk in and out. I already know because I've done so many of them, basically what my costs are going to be. And I I can look at foundations and all that stuff and figure out the issues that that that's a big key because I know flippers who've gone in and bought a house. They, they didn't have a contractor. They just guessed on what they were going to do, and all of a sudden, their hundred thousand dollar renovation is a two hundred thousand dollar problem, and they're making no money. So it's all about having a proper team, as you could a good lawyer, a great mortgage broker, a great agent, to to help you with comparables as well. That's also very important. You got to know your numbers. If you don't know your numbers, don't be buying a flip. So you need a great agent to work alongside and you can help you with comparables It's going to sell your property. You need a good contractor. And it's going to be able to come in and say, Hey Joe, this is what I think it's going to cost based on the vision that you have or, but they'll give you a great idea on the structure of the property. Getting a home inspection is great as well, but you need a good contractor. If you're not a contractor yourself, if you are, that's fine. But if you're not a contractor, it's important to have a great contractor who really knows the industry that can come and help you put a quote on your property that you're trying to flip. Cause it's going to be difficult to do it yourself.
0: Yeah, no, that, that makes so much sense. And we've actually specifically chatted about this too. Teams make a difference. Who you work with makes a huge difference.
1: A hundred percent. I have a team between my lawyer and my agent and that we all get, in, if I need to call my lawyer for something, it's a, a lot of times I'll call them and say, Hey, I need to check the liens on this property or liens on that because I have different creative structures that sometimes I used to put a deal together yep. and I'm not waiting for two days to get information. I can literally call my lawyer and they will have her assistant on the phone and give me the information I need right over the phone while I'm driving. That's, That's very it. important to have. Yeah. The same with my agent who's become a great friend, yep. very helpful and a lot of times great ideas and great input for, from him as well. That helps me in selling my flips. It's better to have two heads than one. Yeah. And the same thing. I get help with the comparables and what I think I'm going to be able to sell this property for down the road. And let's face it, we only know what we're going to sell a property for today. So I, I keep telling people don't base your numbers on today's numbers all the time. You got to be safe going to a flip because flipping is very highly speculative. You know what the, what the market's doing today? You have no idea what the market's going to do six or seven or eight or nine or 10 months down the road when you're finished. So you better be careful and really know your numbers and, and not get over too excited to, to try to get into a flip because you think you're gonna make 50 grand. Your 50 grand profit could be $150,000 loss if you're not careful.
0: Absolutely, no, absolutely. So we've only got about a minute left, okay? So I know there's a couple things. I know you have a, a few options for investors to invest with you in these projects. You also have a, like a wholesaling list where people can uh, sign up on and any properties that you find off market people can potentially buy. So can you dive into quickly your partnership and the wholesaling list you have?
1: Yes. Yeah, so if they hop onto SimcoHouseBuyers.ca, there should be a link there for a buyer's list. Okay. Um, and you click on that, you put your information on there. It should automatically add you to a buyer list. So a lot of times we may have a property that we're going to wholesale, and the reason may be because we have multiples going on at the time and I have to pick and choose how many I can do. It's all about return on, on, on investment. I'm not going to end up with 10 properties at one time and not be able to get the five of them. So we'll work on five, we'll wholesale the other five. So you can yeah. get on your, on the buyer's list. You're going to get a great deal on an off market property. That's still going to have a mark margin. The opportunity, we, other opportunity we have as well is for lending. If someone wants to get involved in our projects, most of our projects, 99% of them are all private lenders that, that I work with over the last couple of years. So there's another opportunity for someone who wants to get onto the lending side. And, and that's basically just reaching out to me or sending a note through uh, simcoehousebuyers.ca uh, I am on Facebook quite often. I post a lot of my projects, my daily stuff, personal work. So I'm very easy to, to reach. Yeah, yeah. That's my biggest problem. It's Corvettes, right? <laughs> I have too many hobbies between Corvettes and flying model
0: aircraft planes and boating boats.
1: And, and playing music. I don't have enough time for all of it.
0: <laughs> that's for sure. And I've seen you on but, boats quite a few times too.
1: But it, it keeps me busy and occupied. That's for sure. I'm
0: never bored. I can tell you that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know
0: for sure. That's awesome. I really appreciate you coming on today, Manny. I, I love your story because it's motivating to someone because a lot of people want change in their life, but they just don't take action. So I think that's the real key takeaway is just do whatever it is, even if it's not flipping houses or at regular nine to five. And you Yeah, it, you yeah, just... exactly. It doesn't matter
1: what it is. I think everyone, if you put your mind to it, everyone has the same capability of achieving their goals and achieving their dreams. I didn't come from a rich family. My family was came over here pretty poor from Portugal, with, uh, no money in their pocket and into a rental. And my mom was cleaning homes. So I didn't come from rich. So basically what I've made is on my future for myself. I made myself and that was doing whatever I needed to do. Listen, I was taking Tom Vu courses back when I was 23 years old. I always had that real estate thing in my head. I, I took courses that were worthless, but I always wanted to achieve something. I never gave up. I had to work a second job to make an extra income. I would do, that. but at some point in my life, I wanted to be very self-sufficient and And working for myself and not punching the clock and that's where i am today very happy doing what i'm doing and i love what i'm doing so to me it's not a job
0: yeah no for sure and honestly it's awesome so congratulations on that manny we do have to run but i hope everybody has a great day
1: thank you scott you too appreciate it
0: no problem take care hey have a good one If you're serious about real estate investing and you want to take it to the next level with the least amount of time and mistakes, then you're going to want to sign up for our Real Estate Investor Hub. Visit CanadianRealEstateNetwork.com and hit the blue button or banner that says Free Investor Resources. Inside, you'll have access to real estate investing courses, networking opportunities, webinars featuring industry professionals, as well as dedicated chat channels to share and get access to unique properties. I look forward to seeing you there.